Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And Alex and I, I just want to say, we have a, what I'm going to call, very traditionally male friendship. Like, you see a lot of memes online about guys that are friends, and... And, like, I think we fall into a lot of those categories in the sense of, like, you know, we talk often, you know, usually two or three times a week, but it's not every day. We don't know the intimate details about each other's lives. Like, I imagine that you talk to Macy in the way that's, like, where you say, oh, I have, or, like, Craig has this update in his life. And she's like, oh, give me some details. And you're just like, I didn't ask. <laughs> he, t- Dude, he told me what he told me. I have me. that conversation with her with everybody <laughs> everybody did i'd be like yeah so these people are getting divorced why i don't know it didn't really come up <laughs> uh yeah so i think they're moving away they took another job really with who i don't remember the name <laughs> why are they and leaving I-, I don't know probably more money <laughs> and i bring this up because alex and i um we record this podcast without video and, you know, it's not we're not doing, like, FaceTime calls or anything. So every time I see Alex, it's a surprise. Um, oh, dude, that's crazy that you brought this up because I have something to tell you after you're done. Okay. And so the the I want to do a little exercise where I want us to describe to each other what we look like based on our last visual memory of each other. <laughs> okay. So this is wild because okay. Macy asked what you look like. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen him in over a year. It's been over a year since I've seen you. I think I might yeah. like have caught glimpses. Like maybe you have like got your nails painted or something and sent to the group. Like real cursor. Like your leg might've been in a picture when you sent it to us. I mean, I don't know what you look like. And it's been a long time, dude. I think I can tell you exactly the last time I sent a full face photo in the group chat. And it was when somebody, it might have, it was either you or Ben brought up like what kind of handsome we are. Oh, yeah. It was Ben. Okay. And, and can, he brought I up like a... being like dog handsome or bear like... handsome, eagle handsome, snake handsome. Yeah. Uh, Dude. And so. <laughs> That's wild that you brought that up. I forgot. And, Let me... and so I get more photos and videos of you than you do of me because I get videos of your kids. And, and I just happen to be in them. <laughs> correct. Um, so the last thing that I really remember about like your style, I remember one time we did like a video call and you had like, just like a full beard. And that caught me so off guard because you have never had a beard until like two years ago. Um, so last time I saw you, I think you had Rose in, like, I think you had like just gotten Rose in or you had them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and they weren't particularly long. Like, I think they were just hanging off, like, you know, the back of your hairline. Um, Dude, I can tell you when that was. Then. <laughs> that's insane. And- if my hair was not that long, but I had braids, then that's November of last no year. No way. No way. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> if they weren't very long, because I've only had braids, I think I've had braids three or four different times. It would have been November or maybe January. Okay, I need to look through and see when the... I need to see your your last The bear video. thing was in May, dude. 
It was in May. So that's what I think you look like. Um, Four months ago, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, let me, I'm looking through the group chat photos right now. Okay, I see the. You're looking at my picture right now, right? The one I said in May. Uh, not yet, but I, I can look, look at that. just like that right now. The beard might be a little bit longer, but I look exactly like that. My hair is okay, longer, so I... but it's that's pretty spot on. Okay. Um, How similar do you look? See, this game turned from let me describe what you look like to I have a picture of you from four months ago. Do you still look like that? <laughs> so the reason I bring this up is because I cut my hair for the first time in a year. Um, and so um, uh, the last time I cut my hair was in, I think, September of 2022. And I have not gotten Insane. and I had not gotten a haircut until last week. And so I just remember like walking out of that haircut and I like had it for like a day. And I'm like, how does Alex find out that I get a haircut? Like he at no point does he know how long my hair is at any given point. Nope. So because um, my hair was like just long enough to put into like a baby ponytail. But it was like one of those ponytails that like you see somebody with it and you're like, Dude, what are you trying to accomplish? Like it so it was it, it it was long enough to put into a ponytail, but just to say that I could put it in a ponytail. It wasn't doing any effective styling or practical purposes. And so I got it cut last week and I was just thinking like how how long would would it take for my Michigan friends to find out that I no longer have long hair? Also, did my Michigan friends know that I had long hair to begin with? Yeah, dude, that's nuts. It's because the thing is, I knew you had longish hair. The picture you sent in the group chat, it was like you, some of your hair was touching your shoulders. Yeah. Um, th right when I cut it, it was, um, it was like just under like the nape of my neck. I just reached back to feel mine to see how far that would be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I got you. My hair is really long, but because it's curly, you can't tell. Like it sure. looks long, but you don't know how long it is. Like it's about at my bottom lip all the way around. Okay, sure. But I'm still getting fades on the side, so it's just the top. I regularly put my hair in ponytails, and it doesn't look ridiculous because I get fades. So I grew up in like a get a haircut every three months kind of like lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but I decided to grow it out uh, when the pandemic hit. And so that every three months turned into every six months and that every six months turned into every year. Um, and I got some crap from my friends. I'm going to put them on blast. Um, on the podcast? On the podcast. Because Jeez. when they when because they were the ones that recommended I get a haircut and I'm like, OK, fair enough. Um, and I booked an appointment with my stylist. And when I told them that they're like. They, like, gave me crap about it because I went to a stylist and not a barber. And I'm like, okay, guys, you can't give me crap for needing to cut my hair and then being upset on how I decide to cut my hair. <laughs> One or the other. You can't do both. Yeah, I think salons are good for when you have longer hair and for kids. Sure. And I think barbers are good when you need jobs done with clippers. Yeah, so they... barbers are good for the people that get haircuts every three months. Yes, or... A lot more recent, a lot more often than that. I used to get my hair cut every week on Sunday. 
every single week. So that's a barber job. Yeah. And now I get my hair cut uh, once or twice a month. Like, usually, like, once every three weeks. And that's a barber job. Because it's mostly sure. fades. And a lot of people at salons don't do fades very often. Or if they do, it's not it's not nearly as often as, as barbers do. So I'm a barber man. But I grew up getting my hair cut at JCPenney, dude. Oh, wow. Mall. So um, I also did not get... I got my hair cut like once every three to six months. And my it was just whenever my parents took me. So as soon as like, yeah. I was old enough to get my hair cut by myself, dude, I was there at least once a month. And that's the freaking move. Hey, if you're a dude and you're in a slump right now and you're like, what can I do? Get your haircut more often. Just get your haircut more often. Even if you're not taking a bunch of length off, having that person like style it and, you know, just give you some new ends, trim it up a little bit. At least it'll keep it where you like it. I don't think you're always going to be growing your hair out. Get to a length you like and then just go back to keep it at that length and to keep them like keeping it fresh. But haircuts, dudes, it's freaking top three things you can do to make yourself look better overnight. It's so quick and it doesn't have to be expensive. So I already know this intro is too long, but I don't care. Um, Whose job is it at, I'm going to say either the barber or the salon, whose job is it to start the conversation? Because whenever I go to my stylist, I'm like, and this is, I love my stylist. I love her so much. Every time I go in, she like... I go in, I'm like, help, please. And she's like, I got you. So I love my stylist. However, I, I want to talk with my stylist because that's like, that's like, you know, kind of a salon staple is, you know, you have like a little chit chat with whoever's doing your hair. But I am yeah. terrified of starting that conversation. So like, it's usually just me sitting in silence for like 40 minutes. So is it my job to start that conversation? It's their job to start it. It's your job to keep it going. But here's my thing. I've been going to my barber for a year and a half now. We have a relationship where we make small talk for about three or four minutes. But I'm here to relax. I'm like, I got kids at the house. I just can't. I always come right after work. So the first few times I was there, there's some chit chat in the beginning. And he, obviously, I would try to keep it going. But it got to a point where I'm like, I just don't want to do this. And I would just hang out. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I close my fair. eyes. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just trying to relax, bro. So yeah. if he needs to ask me any questions, like I'll usually I pay attention enough. Like if he shows a mirror, be like, hey, is this how you, I'm like, I, yes, no. Can you do a little bit more? It looks great, whatever. But like, I don't want to talk and I haven't been, there's a, I've been at barbers where like, it's the thing. And that's kind of the barbershop thing, especially in the black community where you, you're in the barbershop for a long time just talking. I'm not that guy. I'm just trying to relax. If other people are talking, great. But like, it ain't me, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to chill. <laughs> the only... T so I have only been bold with a barber once. Um, and it was... I had like gone to this bar. I think it was like a second time I was going to this barber and I, we got done with the haircut. I walked out of his shop. I kind of stood in his entryway for like 90 seconds and he had trimmed my sides to the length that I wanted, but not the top. So like my top was just incredibly floofy and did not match my sides. And so I went back into the barber shop and I was like, Hey, you gotta fix this man. And like, he already had, like his next client in the chair and I'm like I'm sorry I really hate to do this but like I cannot walk out like this and I don't know if I've ever been that bold ever again in my life I've never done that I just never go back is usually my thing oh um, I didn't after that 
<laughs> I know people who've done that. A lot of times you just don't get out of the chair. But if you don't, I've gotten, I've gotten in my car like time if you're like, oh, this isn't it. But also, I mean, that's why I started growing my hair out is I'm like, well, I, it doesn't look great, but because they left the top super long and again, they cut the short side short and I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just going to grow it out. It, most haircuts get fixed for, at least for dudes in a week. Like your hair, I mean, like once your hair grows out, it get it fixes itself so fast. I understand the stress for women, especially if they do color and the color's not what oh, they like. Yeah. That's that's it. You have to color it again. It doesn't go away. Um, when too much gets taken off, that can be stressful. When like they didn't ask for layers and then layers get put in, or you know, I mean, everyone knows the person who got bangs and didn't want them, or they didn't look how they thought it was gonna look. Like I get their stress, but for dudes, I'm like, hey man, give it a week and it's gonna look completely different. Give it two weeks and you'll need a new haircut anyway. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I just never go back to that person. That's my thing. Okay. We got to break off. We're going to do the thing that we scheduled ourselves to do. We are going to be talking about Amnesia, The Dark Descent. This is a horror game. And if you don't want to hear us talk about this game, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 31 minutes, 50 seconds. So Amnesia, The Dark Descent, I think came out in like 2012 or something like that. I should have done a modicum of research. That's, <laughs> this, I, at no point did I not have the time to not Google Amnesia, The Dark Descent release date. Um, it came out in 2010. Um, yeah, okay. This game looks like it came out in 2004. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other games that came out in 2010. I'm thinking like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. This uh, does not look like Assassin's Creed. Modern Warfare 1. Um, do, even like other horror games of the time, like Resident Evil 5, I think, was out in 2010. Like, And again, these are bigger studios. So like Amnesia, I think, was made by a super small team, if not a single person. Um, so like, I want to, I, I want to cut some slack on the graphics department. However, I did load up the game and thought I had loaded up RuneScape for a second. Um, <laughs> That's so accurate, dude. And this game is a struggle for me. And so I've talked about other horror games in the past. So like, I'm not, sh I don't shy away from them, but it takes me a while to get into them. So usually what happens is I get very scared for, for a game in like the first two hours. And so in that first two hours, there's a lot of me pausing, catching my breath, looking up guides, figuring out what to expect. Like it, like I play a horror game for the first two hours, not how you are supposed to play horror games. I do not embrace the fear. I make the, I go as baby mode as possible. But then as I get more comfortable in the environment of the game, I allow myself to take more risks you know, go into the more dangerous sections. Um, and what this game does is it never lets you catch your breath in a way that I didn't love. Um, do you want to break down some of like the generic, like, like the big ticket mechanics of this game? Okay. This game requires, it's like, uh, it's a detective esque game. Uh, as far as horror is concerned, there's, there's riddles and there's puzzles and there's things you need to find uh, in order to progress the game. Yeah, if I were to um, 
liken it to another game. If anybody has ever played the game Outlast, it's very similar to Outlast. Yeah, you're constantly walking around, picking up stuff from shelves and things like that. Also, darkness plays a huge thing in this game, because sanity as well as health are meters you have. And the longer you're in the dark, the more you lose your sanity. So you're constantly picking up matches to light candles, and you also have a lamp that runs on oil that you can obviously burn out. So that's like the main device in how you're walking around. Um, and then you're just essentially walking around, finding chemicals, finding reading notes, finding papers, and then creating things with those chemicals. And then you go to a new section and you look at, you just wandering around collecting things, looking for things, reading notes and stuff like that. Um, I never got scared because the graphics weren't great. And um, I think there's, it's not a jump scary game. It might be, but it just didn't catch me. I did play it in the dark the whole time. Um, it just didn't get me. Um, yeah, this the, game is vi all vibes. Yeah, I got killed a couple times by the first monster. I would say two, th two times. And the first two, and literally every time I got killed, no, I died three times. The first two times, I just wanted to know what it was like. And I need to know how far you can push things. Because they say like when the monster is chasing you, or the enemy, they call it the enemy, which is weird. Um, you're supposed to turn off your light and hide. You can run away, but it'll just, it'll just follow you. So I tried to turn off my light and hide. He, I didn't obviously hide well enough and he got me. And the other time I'm just like, I went up to him and I'm just like, so can I outrun you? And he just chased me for a while and he killed me. Then there was another time I was honestly trying to get away and he got me too. So he got me three times. Then, so I got, I played an hour and 45 minutes of this game. I got pretty far. I never looked up game guides. It's all really intuitive. Just look around, pick up everything and you'll figure it out. There's prompts for most stuff. Um, so I got yeah. lost frequently. <laughs> this game is... Uh, I didn't like how the the levels were laid out. Um, so the way that the game, like, guides you to the first location is you have to follow these, like, blood drips. Um, right. and, and then you get to the end of the blood drips and there's this um, miasma that you have to dissolve and um it doesn't tell you how you do that so you find a laboratory in the same section that you find this blocked path and then it says you need chemicals and that's it then the game's like piss off figure yeah. it out um and so because i was not comfortable with the environment of this game I just hated every second of existing in this environment. So I was just going into every room, slamming open the cabinets as quickly as possible. Just like I was doing very thorough searches, but like I was doing it very, very quickly and because you don't meet the monster quickly. It's a it's like it, it, you, you meet the monster like later in the game. Um, yeah. And so I knew at no point I was going to get attacked while I was searching for these chemicals. And if I was, you know, I hadn't reached that point. But I still struggled with finding my internal motivation. Because here's the thing about the sanity thing that Alex was describing. Is I got comfortable with it. And then, like, I got to a point where my sanity wasn't depleting very much. And then it started depleting a lot. And then some wild stuff started happening. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like engaging with this game anymore. Because the problem with the sanity meter is at no point, I think if it fully runs out, it messes you up pretty hardcore. But until that point, losing your sanity only makes you move slower. It only makes progress 
harder, it doesn't stop progress. So you'll be walking down a hallway, your oil in your lantern will run out, you'll be in a dark hallway, and all of a sudden the camera just starts spinning like you're twisting your neck around, and you start like leaning towards the ground, and you're effectively crawling at that point. And I'm like, okay, so... So we just did this to bully me, I guess. The game bullies you a lot. Craig, it's crazy because I didn't have that experience at all. I think this might be the one game where I'm like, I might be better than you at it. I struggled zero point during this game. Oh, dang. Yeah. It um, was very intuitive for me. I didn't get lost because they like you can only go so far. You can't get into stuff because doors will be locked or blocked or whatever. So there's really only a couple places you can go. I didn't get lost. I wasn't really oh. scared. I was also very good with oil management and my matches management. So like I ran out of oil maybe twice and I just refilled it and I was fine. Or I just lit a candle and tried to find more oil. Like it was really not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not good at oil management. I um, I don't, I don't want to say I ran out frequently, but I ran out enough to where I'm like, Huh, if I were to continue playing this game, I imagine this would be a problem. Um, yes, yes it would. <laughs> um, and because, I, I think it was because I was getting lost a lot, and I, um, because I spent a long time searching the laboratory for the chemicals when I really shouldn't have been doing that. And so I think I ran right. out of, like, oil maybe twice just in the lab because I was trying to find oh, the chemicals no. in there. Um, so I also want to say that you, you were right. This game only lets you go so far because a lot, a lot of places are locked. This game does maybe my least favorite horror trope in games, which is making you turn around, which doesn't sound very scary on the surface, but I have played a number of games where it's like, okay, go down this door. Oh no, this door is locked. I guess you better go back. And then as soon as you turn around, there's just the biggest monster you've ever seen. It's just, just <laughs> ready to tear you apart. So every time I went down a hallway and the game was like, this door won't budge. It must be locked. I'm like, okay. If I turn around and there's something behind me, I am uninstalling this game. Also, there's a lot of times where like doors will just fly open or slam close when you're in the room. Oh yeah, and that stuff will just like lot. and stuff will just fly off of shelves. Yeah, like, just move, make a lot of noise, and you won't know where it came from. Or you'll hear a door slam, and you look behind you, and the door's open. Like, wait, what's oh, going on? Oh, so this is what I did. This is what I did to, um, I played the game without sound. Because <laughs> the sound was, <laughs> the sound was just too much for me. You had <laughs> headphones on in the dark, what, playing yeah, this game? Yeah, no thanks. Which is so crazy, because, <laughs> like, I've played enough horror games to where, like, you think I would get used to stuff like this by now. Like, Resident Evil is one of my favorite game franchises. I love the Dead Space games. But for some reason, Amnesia has me wedged on a freaking bathroom stall hook. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. And the thing is, you never even got to see the second monster. Because when we talked, no. I told you, hey, get to the water. The water? Yeah, and I didn't do that. <laughs> That guy's a problem. <laughs> it's pretty well the area for the most part. Like I had enough oil, so I didn't have that problem. I'm sure if you just 
didn't use your lamp. It was brutal. Uh, there's a thing in the water. The water is shallow, by the way, like two feet. And you can't see it. You just hear, you see splashes. And whenever you're in the water, it comes towards you. <laughs> oh, cool. Awesome. So you're just like, like the floor is lava drop, jumping around from like chair to couch to just crate. And then there's like flesh that you can throw in the water. It'll run around and it'll start eating it. You'll get in the water and it'll start heading back towards you. <laughs> it um, was, it, it, that itself wasn't scary to me. It just get it's like shark energy. And I didn't sure. like that. And you can't see it. You just see the splashes in the water. And at the end, they just say, hey, there's no platforms. Run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> and you have um, to run a lot. This game has forces you to like balance your sanity in a way that i obviously struggled with because um in the darkness you lose your sanity but the yep. monster is attracted to light so you're just not safe ever um and the big problem that i have with this game that is transferred to other games like outlast um is i don't like games where I can't fight back. Yep. I And um, I'm trying to think of... There's like another game that I just can't remember off the top of my head that I played that was like that, that I just did not vibe with. Um, well, in the beginning of this game, they say they give you like disclaimers. Oh, yeah. They straight up tell you, hey, you're not going to win. Yeah. Hide. And if you can't hide, run. But you're, it's like, this can be a struggle. I'm like, okay, you're hyping this up to be a lot. And then you, again, you hop in, you realize this is RuneScape. All of a sudden, not scared anymore. <laughs> Straight up, not scared. It also doesn't help that the title screen for this game kind of looks like a butthole. I didn't even notice that. Oh, well, huh, now I have to decide if I'm going to keep that in the show or not. <laughs> you got to keep it in the show. We'll talk about it more, so you have to keep it in. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I talked about this game, you know, as a comparison, but Outlast, I think is just the better version of the, it's the more modern version of this game. And so what Outlast is, is you are a reporter that is going into a, an abandoned, uh, mental asylum mm -hmm. and you have to like, there's a mystery going on in there. But when you go in there, you realize that it's not fully abandoned. There's a bunch of psychotic mutated monsters that just <laughs> run amok in the asylum. And mm -hmm. so you don't have a sanity meter, which is oh so good, man. Love that. San love not having a sanity meter. Um, but your lantern equivalent is a, Recorder, a digital camcorder, and um, you have night vision that you can toggle on and off. Oof. And so, already done um, this. <laughs> yeah, and like you have to find oil in this game, you have to find batteries in the asylum and Outlast to put in your camera to power the night vision. Um, and so, man, oh man, does this not sound like fun? <laughs> no, thanks, man. <laughs> um, I just, I know, I liked that system a little bit better. Um, also, Outlast is way more jump scary than uh, than Amnesia is. When but did Outlast just like come out? 2016? So it just straight up looks better, too. Yeah. Oh, Sweet. yeah. It just lo it looks like a modern game. Okay. Um, and 
<laughs> I just remember there's an achievement in Outlast to beat the entire game on the hardest difficulty without having to change a battery in your camera. Jeez. Um, <laughs> and when I played it, I know I probably must have gone through like 15 batteries, 20 batteries. And the game's like, okay, do it in one. Uh, no, actually. No, thanks. I'm because good. Because this achievement. <laughs> um, so ba- basically my conclusion in this game is it didn't have enough meat on the bones to engage me enough to the point where I was willing to overcome the fear. At no point did I feel like this game was like, all right, here's a scary environment that scares you, Craig. Here's the reason why you want to overcome it. I did not find that reason. Um, and that's kind of the, the 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 crux of a horror game. Um, so I could recommend a hundred horror games that I play way easier than I w- would play this game. Um, so I just didn't find it very engaging. Uh, I don't play horror games. I think they're dumb. I I think they're scarier than movies because they force you to engage. Um, but also this one looks old. It feels old. But this does appeal to a lot of things I'm good at. I am the freaking dungeon hunter, dude. I look at everything. I open every drawer. And you need to do that for this game. Um, I don't get lost very easily in games, at least. In real life, it's a struggle. But like I, I knew where I was. And I didn't get scared. There was like jump scary stuff when there was a freaking monster in the water. And I knew the splashes were coming to me. And I didn't. I was trying to work. So I, I had to go off my ears and my headphones on how close it was. So that was kind of a struggle. And I got got a few times. But like, it was never so scary that I didn't want to play the game. My biggest gripes were the graphics look, they don't hold up. Um, you figure out the game real quick. Like this is a game where I manage my light. I pick up things and I explore. And there's only going to be certain doors I can get into. And I'm just trying to get to the new area. Extremely basic. It feels like the indie game that it is. Um, I also felt like I was making progress too fast. Like I walked away from the game and be like, oh dude, I feel like I was in that game for a while. I got out and I'm like, dude, I've only been playing for an hour, 45 minutes. And I'm, I felt like I, I'm 40% through the game. I felt like I'm 60% through the game. Yeah. This game is a short game. I, I looked up like the, the gameplay guides for this are only like three and a half, four hours. So yeah, you're I was very well breezing game. through it and it, I don't like that because this is the game where you have to play it the way it needs to be played there's nothing else in this game for you to do except for progress through the levels and and it doesn't even feel like levels you're just getting new doors and getting new rooms so like you have to play the story you have to read the notes you have to know what's going on and that for me just isn't engaging i didn't find it scary i think if it was a little scarier and i was you have to be into scary games. It just it was a. Uh, it just felt bad for me. It's just not for me. But it's not a bad game, I don't think. So I'm just giving it a flat five. I'm also gonna give it a flat five. Like I said, if you want to play a better version of this game, better, you know, in in subjective quotes, um, Outlast is a good choice. Also, um, Alien Isolation came out in 2014, um, and they've you know remastered it and you know given it better graphics um and it's basically the same game but set in the universe of the ridley scott alien movies oh by the way this takes place in like the 1800s did we say that yeah it's it's just an old castle vibe thing yeah um so (laughs) we tried our horror game oh well we certainly tried (laughs) yeah whatever man it's apparently it's a classic it's a classic 
Um, Alex, what are we doing now? What are we doing now? We're doing segmented storytelling. It's when, I mean, we haven't done this since the spring when we're doing Spielberg spring for the post. So it's been a minute, episode 141, if you want to go listen to it. Um, and it's when one of us is telling a story, we improv the story, uh, but there's one person who's always interjecting, being like, actually, that's not what happened. And you're like, okay, what did happen? And then you're like, oh, I, re- I did remember that part. And then you're going to tell the story. And then another person will be like, well, actually, that didn't, or I think you might be misremembering. They're just constantly interjecting what actually happened or their perspective or whatever. And you're just working around it. So crazy. I do I do have a scene if you do not. Beautiful. Have. What are you feeling? Okay. You and I are being interrogated together. We are at our local police station. We're being interrogated. And one of us is being way too honest about what happened than the other one. Also, I love how in this situation we're getting interrogated together, even though like s- cop one oh one is split them up. I've seen it in TV shows before. What, um, uh, uh, what did we watch? Uh, My Cousin Vinny, they got interrogated together, I think. Um, it's for comedy. Yeah. We have to let it happen. Um, I'm just saying. I'm, just say, I'm saying what the audience is thinking. For the exact reason we're about to do the improv segment, you don't want one person giving their statement and other people being like, wait, 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 wait. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, shut up, man. Hey, hey, hey. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> and we're going to demonstrate why this is a bad idea if cops need any more reasons. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, okay. I'll I'll just start at the beginning. Okay. So, Alex and I were driving on 81. We were heading north. Um, You know, Alex is kind of a lead foot, so we were kind of going, you know... Hey, actually, funny you should mention that. I don't think I was even driving. I think it was you. So, whether or not I was have a lead foot or not, not even relevant. I think you were the one driving. Um, Okay. Uh, So, okay, one of us was driving. And yep. we were going like 82, 85. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yep. And, you know, we were just driving past, you know, all the major cities. And we had to, you know, we took this exit into like one of the more remote towns. Um, and we just started driving down back roads and back roads and back roads. Wait, until wait, wait. Actually, we stuck to the main state road and we had to cut across once because this road was under construction. We had to take a detour down a country road. We didn't do back rows the whole time. We were not looking for trouble. It was the only way to get where we were going. Yeah. And so, like, that's just, like, the route that the GPS took us. Right. And so, you know, I'm sure you could pull that GPS data if you needed it. But, like... But, um, actually, funny you say that. Both of our phones have died. And I think we lost them. So, like, I think we got it when we got out of the car. We lost both of our phones. So, I don't think there's going to be any evidence of where we were. Uh, you gonna you might just have to take our words for it, officer. I'm sorry. This is kind of the best we can do. So we get to where we're going. We find the field that we were looking for, and we open up our trunk, and there was just like a lot of movement and commotion that we really needed to settle down in a way that like because he's leaving out an important part. My little sister, uh, she had we just picked her up from soccer practice. And she was exhausted. And uh, she has a really hard time sleeping in cars. So we said, hey, just go lay down in the back. And obviously, like, it's kind of hard to sleep. So she was just rolling around, you know, just moving. So yeah, that so explains, we opened the, you know, the moving around. Um, so so we finally got her, like, you know, to settle down. Right. Um, and uh, Alex carries her, like, fireman style. Um, and we go way into the field. Because her like, legs were like sore a- from practice. She, they were really sore. She could not walk by herself. That's, that's when it was sore. And so I feel like we go, like, a quarter mile into this field. And... 
I'm trying to. I'm he doesn't really know what a quarter mile looks like. He's never run track or anything like that. He's only done quarter miles in cars. So like, could have been fifty feet. You know, he doesn't. I think, and it was dark out, and uh, there was elevation. So going uphill is notoriously hard. I just want to say distance hard to say. Hard to say. And I and I just like could not break ground for the life of me like i'm just digging oh he's talking digging. about his restaurant business his family's opening a restaurant business they're gonna be breaking down soon uh but there's all these permits so like who knows when the restaurant's gonna open you know breaking ground notoriously hard in a in a city like this so like i'm finally able to start digging and like alex is just not helping in the slightest you so know, for some trying- reason he got into this like metal finding hobby so anytime we get bored or like this situation both of our phones died he's like let's go look take my metal detector so i'm up here carrying my sister and a shovel on the other hand he's got a metal detector and now we gotta go dig in the woods at night yeah right and you won't be able to find the metal detector anyway because i think we left it out there when it started raining so no need you're not gonna find it on us um yeah so basically we finally get the hole that we're trying to get and it's finally deep enough and so um basically we've, we finish our business there we walk away we fill the hole back up and um our car wouldn't start so we call triple a like you know like like we're supposed to, they come out, they start asking questions. What are you doing in this field out here? And I tell them the exact story that I'm telling you. Yeah, we can write that down for if you want. Uh, we might need to talk a little bit because, I mean, he can barely write. So I might need to write his for him. But I think we can we can put that on the record if you want. Okay. I don't like how you told me that I can't write very well. Just because my seventh grade English teacher said that I shouldn't write in cursive doesn't mean that I can't write in plain text. Okay. And also they would probably give us a computer. I mean, here's the thing, like spelling's hard and we don't know if the computer they're going to give us has spell checks. So all I'm saying is it might be easier if, you know, let's just put down the same story. And they can use it for both of us, you know? Okay. That's kind of my idea behind that. Okay, but I would like to be the one to write it down because you said that I couldn't. And I feel like our relationship in this whole, like, predicament has been a little you-heavy. And I feel like that I should be carrying a little bit of the of the structure here. I mean, like, you and I killed a woman together. I feel like I should be able to, like, write. Right. Figuratively. We've, we've been, we were in a play. <laughs> Actually, Agatha Christie, I'm sure you guys are all familiar. We were working on that scene for ages because now we have to pretend to carry a dead body but in the backstage and we had to look like we killed her in it. We really connected on that show. So I just want to say we didn't actually kill anybody. You know what? uh, We're both theater kids. Hey. I just want to say, I'm sick of you lying for me. You always think that you know what's best. You think that you always know how to get us out of trouble. I'm kind of sick of it, and I'm ready to live life on my own. I smuggled this gun into our interrogation room, and I'm going to show you what it can do. Cox gun. It's a prop gun. (laughs) (laughs) Not too bad, dude. Not too bad. Not too shabby. So, police. I think that we've shown... It's maybe not as bad as you might think to interrogate people together. <laughs> it's worse. It is much, much worse. Um, all right. We're going to move on to our middle segment. We're going to do some Juilliard audition. Um, Alex and I have both pulled a script for the other person to read. And then we are going to stop the monologue at various points and, you know, give them some direction. 
point point them one way or the other. Um, Alex, I'm gonna have you go first. Um, I'm currently putting the script in the Discord general chat. So this one's from a little bit of an older movie. Um, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if you're gonna. Oh, it it does say where it's from. Okay. Um. Oh, did we do this for the podcast? Yeah. Okay. I vaguely remember this, and I do vividly remember not liking. I think we did this genuinely a hundred episodes ago. Okay. Because this was the first time where you wanted me to guess what the <laughs> yes, this was my fi- th- this is some podcast history for you. We did, dude. This was literally a hundred. This is this came out episode forty nine. We are currently recording episode one fifty six. Yeah, so um, or fifty seven. Um, yeah, a while ago, I created this theme that was four seemingly unconnected movies, and Alex had to guess what the connecting thread was between all of them, and, um, I'm not gonna spoil what it was, you ha- you should go back and do it yourself, um. Yeah, late 40s. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able late to figure 40s. it out, because I don't think, I, I didn't label it, I think it just says, like, mystery theme, or something, you'll, you're smart, you can figure it out, um. So, Alex, uh, why don't you just uh, give us a cold read here? Okay, here we go. I don't. I literally don't remember this movie, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> have to read it. Read it. This is from Heather's. I want to say we haven't said it yet. It's from Heather's. <laughs> right. I can't believe you did it. I was teasing. I loved you. Sure, I was coming up here to kill you, but first I was gonna try and get you back with my amazing petition. It's a shame you can't say what our fellow students really signed. All right, listen. Um, I just want to say real quick. You sound really like curmudgeoned about this. Like, I can't believe I have to do this. Be a little more excited about. Be like persuasive. You you got to get this girl on your side. Okay. Go uh, back to, to um, just... go back to It's a Shame. Okay. It's a shame you can't say what our fellow students really signed. All right, listen. We students of Westbrook High will die today. Our burning bodies will be the ultimate protest to a society that degrades us. I just want to say that wasn't a very good high school impression. I want you to like give like some solid like stereotypical 80s high school like read that quote again but like as an 80s high schooler whatever that means to you okay 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 (laughs) okay okay we students of westberg high will die today our burning bodies will be the ultimate protest to a society that grades us it's not very subtle but neither is blowing up a whole school now is it today about your suicide packs huh when our school blows up tomorrow, it's going to be the kind of thing that infects a generation. I mean, it's going to be Woodstock for the 80s. So, Damn it, Veronica. Let's, could, yeah? let's do this. So JD um, is a bit of a psychopath. Um, yeah, for sure. So I want you to go back to the start, like right after the quote ends. It's not very subtle. Um, and I need you to give every phrase a different inflection really like give into the psychosis (laughs) sure okay it's not very subtle but neither is blowing up a whole school now is it talk about your suicide packs huh when our school blows up tomorrow it's going to be kind of kind of thing to infect a generation i mean it's going to be a woodstock for the 80s damn it veronica we could have toasted marshmallows together 
<laughs> I love I, I love the idea that like JD just like forgets how to speak English at the end. We could have toasted like, marsh ma- marsh ma- marshmallows together. <laughs> marshmallows. Uh you know what? I don't know if it's gonna get much better than that. So um that that's uh that's our JD monologue. Alex, I would love to see what you've got for me. Okay. Any context or do you just want me to go right into it? This is to a cold read. Okay. No. No, you can't. Stop! Please, don't go away. Please. No one's ever stuck with me for so long before. And and if you leave, if you leave, I just, I remember things better with you. I do. Look, P. Sherman, 42, 42. I remember it. I do. It's there. Okay, we're gonna have to start over. Um, so this character, obviously, has gone through a very traumatic experience. Um, but I think we're losing her when you're reading this. Um, I'm gonna spoil it for you. She's a fish. So, I kind of need you to give it an accent of what you think a fish would sound like. Okay, I got it. If it it could talk. Okay. uh, Yeah, start with, uh, no one's ever stuck with me for so long before. Okay, I got you. Was that good? Was that what you wanted? See, the the tricky thing is, (laughs) I don't really want to subtitle this or dub it over. I love what you're doing. Um, kind of method. Let's just try Australian. I think that I don't think that'll come across better. I don't know if you speak fluent fish or what that was, but let's just run it back. Same spot, Australian. You can do accents, right? <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> okay, give it a shot. Where am I starting from? Uh, no one's ever stuck with me for so long before. Oh no! Oh, hold on. Uh, 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 I got. <laughs> No, no, no one's ever. Nope, that's nothing. Hold on, I'm, I, I'm, I need to think of like a Bluey episode. Hold on. I thought you said you could do accents. I okay. Um, no one's ever stuck with me so long before. And if you, <laughs> this sucks. Oh my god. Okay, you know, listen. We have time to work on this later. Um, let's just work on getting through the lines. Um, how about you just read them as fast as you can. Uh. And, like, breaking down because your best friend is leaving you. Uh, let's do start from P. Sherman. As fast as... Okay. And breaking down. That's very important. Fast and breaking down. Like, about to start bawling. But not quite there yet. P. Sherman 42. 42, I remember it. I, I do. It's there. It's there. I know. I, I know. I know it is. Because because when I look at I look at you, I can feel it. And, 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 I, and I look at you. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm home. Please, I don't want that to go away. I don't want you to forget. Good read. Um, but it seems you developed a bit of a speech impediment. So I need you to read that again. But don't stutter. Okay. I know, I know you're trying to break down. So uh, let's do same speed and just crying. But I need, you, I need to get a clean read. This is all voiceover. Okay. P. Sherman. P. Sherman 42, 42. I remember it. I do. It's there. I know it is. But when I look at you, I can feel it. And, uh, stop. And, yeah. Say, start right where you left off. But I need to be so much faster. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yep. I'll start. Yep. I'll start. Take your time. Take your time. And, and I look at you and, and I'm home. Please. I don't want that to go away. I don't want to forget. Perfect. <laughs> Cut it. We're putting it in. Send it to animation. Great job, great job. Whew. Man, I think our direction styles are vastly different. I would love for us to direct really? a movie together <laughs> and just like the actors have to pull us aside and be like, hey guys, we love what you're doing. We are getting consistent conflicting information from you guys. Are you making the same movie? 
Yeah, dude, that's a banger, though. Juilliard Edition, that's one of the oldest segments we do, and it's fantastic. Great job. Okay, so for our one-hit wonder, this is... I This 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 has the highest potential to bomb in a while, and I want to couch it. I love it. it. Because yeah. um, I, we're going to do Family Feud, all right? But... Jeez, oh, okay. The way we're doing it is... The Washington Post has like an in-browser family feud game that we can play. Um, And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the questions. And so each question, you only have 60 seconds to answer. So um, even like in the main, the way that this game works is like in the main game, you have 60 seconds to get through each question. So um, that includes you reading it. Clock's still running. Yes. I need you to. So you and I are going to try to go through as many of these as possible. Not as many of these as possible. We're going to do as well as we can. So I'm going to, I needed to like set my microphone down in a good spot. Okay. So you're Steve Harving me right now, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So it's going to be the three traditional rounds where it's going to be the same question. Going to have, you know, four to seven answers. Um, and then we'll do the fast money. Okay. Okay. I, it, Puts you up against, I don't know if it's a computer or if it's another real player. Go, we're going up against Gideon. All right. Round one. Okay. Let's see what we got. Um, name something an orchestra conductor needs to do his job. Band. Or, band. Uh, number three. Um, we're going to put like, baton. what's that conducting instrument? The baton. baton. Yep. Number one. Two more answers. 45 seconds. Uh, podium. Podium. Uh, that stand. Music stand. Nope. Uh, Sheet so, music. I- I'll put music stand and see if that does something else. Nope. Sheet music. Sheet music is number two. You got one answer. It's the number four, 30 seconds left. To conduct, conduct, uh, uh, stage, auditorium. Uh, stage did not, uh, stage did not work. 10 seconds. Uh, stand. Stand. Like an actual podium. Um. Thing to step on. Uh, no. All right. So that's the end. The last answer was a tuxedo. I was thinking that, but I'm like, that's way too dumb. Yeah, I agree. All right, next round, round two. Double points in case you were curious. Um, Okay, that's really Name a zoo animal that you would be surprised had the name Cuddles. Bear. Number two, there are six answers. You've got one of them. Tiger. Number three, four left. Lion. Lion. Number one, three left. Cheetah. Uh, Not on there. Uh, Shark. Not on there. Eagle. Not on there. Three answers, 30 seconds. Alligator. Crocodile. Uh, yep, number five. Two answers left. Four and six. Porcupine. Making me spell porcupine up in here? No. Leopard. No. Snake. Boa constrictor. Anaconda. Okay, snake, uh, number four. Five seconds, six answers. Final answer. Uh, I don't know. Eel. All right, uh, let's see. So the final answer was elephant. It was elephant. Ah, oh, give me a break. <laughs> what? All right. Final round. I feel like I'm killing it right now. You it's are. You are. Five okay. answers. Name an article of clothing people like to wear baggy. Pants. Number one. Four answers left. Suit jacket. Or sweatshirt. Um, Sweatshirt and sweater was number three. Uh, Pajamas. Uh, Not on there. Shorts? Like basketball shorts uh shorts was number four two answers left baggy dude uh sweatshirt blazer not on there um robe uh not on there this is 
hard. Sh shirt, hands, short. Um, you didn't say shirt, so I put it in for you. <laughs> okay. Um. Um. So I want to make a correction real quick. Um, I spelled pajamas a different way, and when I put it in, it put up the final answer, which was boxers. So I guess it gave, it gave you Wild. credits for pajamas, but it was boxers. Um, yeah, that's I, not at all what I meant. No, not at all. Um, so you did end up getting them all. So shirt and boxers were kind of, those were like judge errors. Yeah, that's on them. But Steve Harvey's going to be protesting those. All right, fast money round. I so think I have we one can... minute to answer all of these. Uh, I... I'm going for the top answer. Yep. Yep. And so the goal in this game is 100 points because there's no second player. Okay. Tell me when we're starting. Um, name a word that could describe a cheese or a person. Smelly. Uh, you leave the house, look down, and think, oh, no, I forgot to put on my blank. Shoes? Name something Golly, that a person with long legs might not be able to fit into. Uh, car. Name something that would be leaking where a plumber would be no help. Uh, name something that people look forward to all year long. All right. Um, name something that could drive a, could describe a cheese or a person. Smelly, 45 points, number one answer. Shoes, 49 points, number one answer. Car, 58 points, number one answer. Um, the leaking question, ceiling gave you 25 points. Uh, the number one answer was um, uh, body, if your body was leaking. And then Christmas was 45 points. I guess so. And then um, Christmas was also the number one answer with like 45 points. Bro, I'm lethal at it. I'm you lethal. really are. So, yeah. So what? how many points is that total? Uh, um, Dude, I'm going to be honest. The screen went away way too fast. Um, You got like 45 points for five questions. 45, 50, You probably something. got 200 points. Probably got like 200 points. So my partner doesn't even need to come out. Correct. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, dude, that's my audition. That's my audition. Put me out there, bro. Do you want me to carry the team or what? Um, that's insane. When we hung out in high school, um, Family Feud was our thing. Like, our friend group would come mm. over. We'd hang out in the basement. And, like, Family Feud would just be the show that was on. Um, I was always mad that people couldn't think of the answers. Like, oh, dude, I'm it's like, so obvious. frustrating. It's so frustrating. I, I think that was especially Carmen's thing. I feel like she was really into it. Oh, yeah. And Mariah. Yeah. Um, But, like, me, I was I didn't grow up in a Family Feud family. Like, we, it was just never on. But it comes so naturally, bro. I'm, I'm ordering the board game right now. <laughs> okay yeah we should play it um Sweet. when and like i'm willing to give them credit because like especially for normal Stress people on tv yeah being on tv under all the lights you know steve harvey's in your face there's a lot of pressure on you especially with fast money i like to give people a lot of credit but sometimes when you're like <laughs> when you're a family number when you are like family member number five and they get to you and you're like and you don't have an answer, like, bud, you had so much time to think of Dude. like three answers. Just don't think of the. It just can't be stupid. Something you hate leaving at the house when you're already on your way. Your dog. Be like, shut up. <laughs> just don't say anything. Like it's that stuff makes me so mad. Like my delusion is that I could solo Family Feud. <laughs> I mean, I think I just proved I can't solo Family Feud. <laughs> 
Oh man, dude, Family Feud was my thing growing up my entire life. Um, I could I could spend I could talk about Family Feud for an hour. Um, I was always a John O'Hurley man myself personally. Um, oh jeez, no, I'm a, I'm a new man. I'm a I'm a Steve Harvey guy. It's crazy that there are people that only know Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Like Richard Dawson was like. Quintus, like he started the whole ding dang thing. Um, yeah. And then the dude from Home Improvement, not Tim Allen, the other one. Um, he okay. he was host for a little bit, not very long. I think only like two years. So um, there aren't very many episodes with him as host. But then John O'Hurley took over after him, and then he was host for five or six years. I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and I mm-hmm. liked him the best. I remember when Steve Harvey took over for John O'Hurley. I w- it was like right. it was the equivalent of like that was my James Bond. <laughs> like, like uh, <laughs> um, I felt that way with Jimmy Fallon when sure. he started the Tonight, Tonight Show. I'm like, what? Also, when Drew Carey took over for Bob Barker, yeah, uh, the Price Is Right. That was like controversial, but thankfully most people like Drew Carey. Yes. Um, maybe one of these days we do a game show episode just for funsies. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love it. I love it. Sweet, man. That was awesome. All right. Um, I have a thing for freeballing. I know it sounds like I only talk about Pokemon, but if I don't talk about Pokemon, that means I have to talk about Destiny. And I, for the life <laughs> of me, don't want to talk about Destiny. So <laughs> um, the Pokemon Scarlet DLC came out this week. Um and if you recall when I talked about Pokemon Scarlet back in November, I talked about how it was fun, but it ran like garbage. Um, yep. The Pokemon Scarlet DLC runs like garbage and isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the whole gimmick of it is, like, they introduce, like, 100 Pokemon from previous games that weren't in Scarlet and Violet. They chose okay. the worst Pokemon possible. Like, hey, gang, I was not missing Geodude and Coughing and Sawaddle and Surskin. I love Geodude, though. Like, I respect... The problem I have with Geodude is that I, you know, you need to trade Graveler to get Golem. So, like, I don't even bother. Wild. Yeah, that annoys Um, me. And so the game just, like, it, it still runs like garbage, like awful frame rate issues. Um, just not optimized or stabilized. And most of the time, so this is not a new complaint that I have with Pokemon, but this is by far the most egregious act of it, where Pokemon has never had good writing. It's a game for children. Or it is a game that is meant for children to be able to play it. And so the writing is always surface level at best. And as the games get more cinematic, as they went into 3D and like um, they tried to become more fleshed out, but they still have childlike writing. And so it wasn't a problem in the earlier games because you just mashed the A button and you were done. But now there's like unskippable cutscenes just drag you through the mud animations that take way mm. too long. And, and just the dialogue is so, it really feels like 10 year olds, 10 year olds wrote it. Like it's, it, it, it is the perfect reflection of what it feels like to argue with other children on the playground. Like it's that all sucks, playground dude. arguments. And I'm like, I'm not expecting freaking Schindler's list over here, but like, 
I, I, I want to read the dialogue and you make the dialogue awful to read and the character arc, whatever. I, I'm complaining about a game that doesn't deserve these kinds of complaints, but if you were wishy-washy on Scarlet and Violet to begin with, don't mm-hmm. bother with the DLC. <laughs> Just don't bother. <laughs> um, Sweet. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, next week, we are wrapping up our um, game stint. We're going to go back to movies in October. Um, so the final game that we're playing, Alex and I realized we haven't done one for the bit yet. We haven't done like a, a game that we're just going to play like as a joke. Um, and so we're playing a fishing game called Call of the Wild, the Angler. So <laughs> Alex and I are probably going to hop in a party call, get, in, get some fishing going, and just do that for a few hours. And we will dude, get back sweet. to you. Honestly. I'm excited. Dude. Yeah, I, I dude, excited. me too. Like, for real. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing next week. Until then, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.